Welcome to Scanner School, session number 104. This is where to find some trustworthy scanner reviews. Now, all the session notes and all the notes we talk about on today's podcast can be found online at scannerschool.com slash session 104. So before we start, I have a goal to reach 100 reviews in the iTunes platform, I guess, which is now called Apple Podcasts. So I'm looking for 100 five-star reviews. So if you wouldn't mind doing me a favor and going to scannerschool.com slash iTunes, or if you listen to us right now using Apple's podcast player, you can just swipe up and go ahead and leave us a review. Now, if you don't think I am worthy of a five-star review, that's fine. Leave me whatever you think that I am worth. And if I'm not worth a five-star review, I, I really would like to know why, because this podcast is here for you. So the if I can make it better for you, I would love to be able to do that. So again, why am I asking for reviews? Because reviews help other people find the podcast in iTunes. And if you're not listening to us on iTunes, you just listen to us on iHeart or Stitcher or Radio.com or whatever it is that you're listening to us on, leave us a review there too, because it also helps us be found on other platforms. So, all right, let's go ahead and start the show. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. Okay, so you're in the market for a new scanner. Could be brand new scanner, like new on the market, or it could be a used scanner, but new to you. So how do you know if this is going to be a good fit to you, for you? How do you know that this is going to be something that isn't full of bugs or something that there's a lot of stuff that people don't like about it? It's a poor performer in a certain band. Well, obviously, if it's a new to market type of thing and it's been out for less than a month or so, I mean, eh, the ability to find some reviews are going to be very limited because not a lot of people have the hardware. If you're an early adopter like me, well, then you don't really look at reviews. You just kind of jump right into things. But if you are somebody who's a little bit more reserved on uh, pulling the trigger on trying to find something to buy or will wait a couple of months to see, you know, let the early product go through so it can get fixed, you know, case in point here, the SDS 200 with the, th- uh, the hum and uh, how you have to open up the scanner now and put in a little piece in order to fix it. The later scanners now don't have that issue. So, well, they shouldn't have that issue. They've been patched. Let's put it that way. I want to say they've been fixed, been patched. So anyway, going back to the topic here. So where do you find trustworthy reviews? Because you see, like anybody with case in point, a microphone or a keyboard or a YouTube channel or, you know, just the ability to send messages out on the internet, it can give you their review. Whether that review is well-written intelligent, come from somebody that has a background in radio, just an end user, just somebody that wants to put their information out there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? We're going to try and filter through all that. So this way you can go right to where to find the best type of reviews that are out there. So we're going to break this into two parts. We're going to break this into a online method and an offline method. All right. So let's go ahead and just jump right into the online method. So the one of the first places you can go look is Radio References Wiki page. Now, the Wiki page, you're not going to find people's reviews on the scanner you're looking for, the radio you're looking for, but you will find the specifications on the radio that you're looking to buy. So whether or not it works on certain trunk systems, does it support P25 Phase 2? Is it current manufacturer? Is what range, what date ranges was it? available for, what software is available for, et cetera, et cetera. So you'll be able to find out that kind of information for it and use the reference wiki page to compare it to other models. It's very easy because it follows the same format. So it's very easy to kind of figure out, well, this radio does, you know, say 
P25 phase one. This one does P25 phase two. Or this video came out before rebanding was a thing. So it doesn't allow you to to monitor rebanded Motorola Type 2 systems. So these are things you're really going to want to kind of know. And instead of going through paragraphs and paragraphs or, you know, spoken word in a podcast, you know, 40 minutes long, or even a YouTube channel to try and find that golden nugget you're looking for to make a decision, going to the wiki at Radio Reference is a great way to get a really high elevated view of the specifications of the radio you're looking for and whether or not to find out really quickly if it's going to hit the needs and your wants for a new radio. So, you know, this is this is a good a good baseline type of information that you can grab. But the gold though on a lot of the reviews can be found right in the forums at Radio Reference. So they have forums just for Uniden, just for Whistler, just for, you know, Unication, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you may get, you know, the angry typing guy who's sitting there that wants to complain about this not working or wants to bash the manufacturer, et cetera, et cetera. But you will very occasionally find well-written, well-spoken, detailed reviews on the product in radio reference. So digging through the post is something you might have to do. You may find a lot of trash before you find the treasure. But if you compile through it, you will find some really, really, really good reviews on radio reference on the different types of radios that are out there. So even though there are some smaller quality reviews on there, you know, just people who just want to say, this doesn't work again. I mean, you can use that because you can keep finding those and finding those and finding those and finding those and just see how bad of a problem it is and how widespread it is. But again, when you can get through all those as well, you will find some really, really quality reviews on radio references forums as well. Now, of course, you don't need to wait for somebody to go ahead and post the review on Rio Reference. Another great thing you can do is if you have an account, you can make a post. Hey, I noticed that this was an issue for a lot of people. I'm just really wondering how many of you are having this problem, or is it really as bad as people are saying? Now, again, you might get a lot of people who jump on there and say, ah, you know, it's terrible. But you may also get a lot of people on there who say, no, it's not that big of an issue where I am. Now, again, a lot of reviews are based on people's own perception on how things work. So if they're in a noisy environment, something may not pick up as well because they don't have an antenna and they're in with the noise as somebody who has a really great multi-thousand dollar setup comparing apples to oranges here, even though we're looking at grapes, okay? So another place you can kind of go to, which is really like, eh, you know, it's, it's one of these places that you kind of take with a grain of salt here because it's it really can be a cesspool at points, is Reddit. Now, I love Reddit. I can spend hours a day on Reddit if I don't watch myself closely. And there is a police scanner group on Reddit, which is basically at reddit.com slash r slash police scanner. Now, in there, you get a lot of people who are basically asking, I'm new to the hobby and you know, I want help with this or, you know, so you're not really going to find a lot of full-on reviews on there. But again, just like you can on Radio Reference, you can go ahead and ask a question. And by asking the questions on there, you can get some honest answers. Don't forget, a lot of people who use Reddit are on a mobile device. It just seems like that's a great way to pass time in a mobile environment. So your formatting may not be there and all that. But again, short, simple review type of answers to your questions can be easily found over on Reddit. Again, that's reddit.com slash r slash police scanner. Now, another website that I go to quite often just to look at different kinds of specifications on radios and also some pictures is RigPix. RigPix is probably one of the first websites out there that did what they do, right? They they kind of get pictures of radios. And then below that, they really put 
some basic specifications on the units. So it's a very earlier version of the radio reference wiki. I like rig picks because again, it's one of the very first sites I had been going to to do this. They have a lot of old radios on there as well. It's very well organized. You can very quickly find what it is you want to find. And again, it's a very, to me, very clean, very simple. And I'm just used to going there because I've been hitting that website. Uh, oh man, I want to say 15 plus years. I went, it's just been, it's always, to me, it's always been there, right? So in in my mind, that's one of the very first places I jump into when it is that I want to start looking at things for a, uh, a, a radio. So again, it's not a full-on paragraph review, but it is a, a high level, just like the radio reference pages, uh, the wiki page, rigpix.net, that's R-I-G-P-I-X.net, I think is what it is. Maybe it's .com now that I'm thinking about it. We'll double check that one and put it in the show notes for you. Now, again, online, again, we've got YouTube. Now, YouTube is, again, an open platform where people can go ahead and they can just vent their frustrations or they can have some really, really good reviews. The problem with YouTube is that sometimes the best video that's out there can look like it was taken by a handheld camera in the middle of an earthquake with the microphone on the other side of the room. You have really good video quality, and then you have some that have really poor production in the video quality. It's the content here that counts. So unfortunately, when it comes to today's modern age, a lot of people, including myself, if the YouTube quality isn't there, the video quality and the audio quality is not there, it is too painful to view and to watch which unfortunately is one of the reasons why I am very slow to do my YouTube stuff because my standards for YouTube and the standards for video production are so high that I find it that I am paralyzed by this and I cannot put videos together. So with that said, sometimes you have to be able to listen to the content of the video and not so much the home brewed type of view or home movie style of documenting the information that is there. So again, YouTube is great. There's quite a bit of product reviews out on YouTube. Again, you've got some really high quality and you've got some, you know, bargain basement type of of editing. But again, if you find somebody out there that constantly produces good quality, definitely subscribe to them. Click on that bell because that'll notify you that there are more videos coming. Now again, on the shameless plug for you, if you want to check us out on YouTube, it's scannerschool.com slash YouTube. Okay, so another way on social to actually find reviews is Facebook. Now, there are certain groups that are dedicated to just a particular model, uh, a particular manufacturer, or just scanning in general. So again, you're going to find a lot of people on, on social media because social media is kind of a, uh, I don't know, it's a rant-based or a grievance forum or, you know, I, I people on, on, on social media like that, they have a platform. They want to be heard. They want your feedback. And, you know, sometimes they'll just spit something out without really thinking about it. Now, I'm not pointing fingers, pointing names or anything else like that. And I'm not saying one group is better than the other. But what I'm saying is, Sometimes, you know, you'll get people on Facebook that are very passionate about what they believe in. Now, this is a whole host true for their makeup or their uh, their scented oils. It can carry even though as far as their political parties and even their loyalty to certain manufacturers. It's just like Chevy and Ford. You will find the Whistler and the Uden Camp, and they will battle it out to the end who has the best products. So that being said... Sometimes you need to take feedback from people with a grain of salt because if you say, how does the SDS-100 work in this? You may get a Whistler gearhead that says, it sucks. Okay, why? Because it's not a Whistler. 
You just never know. All right. To them, the TRX1 is the best thing since sliced bread, even though it may be limited in X, Y, and Z. So you just you just never know, right? So if you jump into a group, right? If you're gonna jump into, I don't know, say you want to learn about the TRX1 and you're interested in buying it, don't jump into a uh, a unit in group and ask that question, okay? Because you're gonna find that people in that group want to talk about their unit and product. They don't want to talk about the Whistler product. If you're looking for an honest review on a product, pros and cons, go right into that group on Facebook. So if, again, if you want to find out more about the TRX1, find a TRX1 group that has a lot of activity in it and then ask your questionnaire. Hey, you know, I've been reading online that XYZ seems to be a problem with this scanner. I am really interested in buying it. What do you honestly think about it? How can I get over this limitation? And this is blown out of proportion. Now, again, you may have just the Whistler gearheads that say, yeah, I don't listen to them. Or these people are very passionate about that product. They may tell you, yes, it's a problem, but I haven't found that it's that big of a problem for me. I'm located in XYZ. Or they may say, yes, it's a problem out of the box, but this is what I did to get over that issue, and it works fine for me. It may not be the best solution, but this is a good enough solution for me, and I'm happy with it anyway. Okay? So, again, Facebook... Yes, looks like Reddit could be a cesspool, but you can also find some really, really quality reviews in there. And it gives you more of a real-time feedback type of thing as well. So again, a lot of you don't like Facebook. I understand that. So again, you can always go to the scannerschool.club and ask your questions there as well. We're still trying to jump a lot of activity over there. It's been kind of a, uh, a wasteland lately. So still building that up. Would love to hear your feedback and how scannerschool.club is actually functioning for you guys. All right. So finally, you can just jump on Google. I mean, that seems like such a stupid thing to say, to be honest with you, because if somebody says, hey, I don't want to know how to use XYZ, and when somebody comes back and says, I just Google it, that's pretty insulting. But I'm telling you to Google it for a reason, because there's plenty of private blogs out there written by individuals that you would never find on any of these other methods that I've discussed. Now, I was recently in the market for a brand new two-way DMR radio. Somebody turned me on to the fact that an Alinko device can also do 5-6 tone, can do 2-tone and everything else in DMR. And, you know, I was kind of into looking at DMR, especially after we've talked about the Amatrito DMR stuff. And it put me down a, a, a rabbit hole. Eventually, I had it settled on two radios, and I couldn't really figure out which one I really wanted to, to go with. Should I go with this Alinko that was about $119 on sale or go with the Anytone? So I jumped on Google and just started putting in the model of the radio and the reviews, and I came across a really, really good blog on how this radio worked, how you can program it, where you get information for the code plug and everything else. So again, I never would have found this if I didn't do a simple Google search. So again, don't get offended when people say, oh, just Google it. It's probably one of the first few steps that you should do. Okay, on the other side of this break, we are gonna talk about some offline ways of finding reviews. Okay, Scanner School is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies. And of course, it is the big backer of Scanner School. So basically, when we sell a pager over at East Coast Pagers, we kind of roll the profits a little bit over to Scanner School to keep Scanner School afloat because it does take a couple hundred dollars a month to put Scanner School together. So if you're looking for a Unication, Apollo, or Swiss phone pager, if you're looking for accessories, even if you're looking for programming, because we also programming some older uh, Motorola here, like Motorola uh, 3s, the Minute 3s, 4s, 5s, and 6s, give us a call, send us an email, reach out to us on the contact form. 
just email me directly, phil at eastcoastpagers.com or go over to eastcoastpagers.com and uh, take a look at the website. We got plenty of stuff on there and more stuff is always showing up. Eastcoastpagers.com. Hey, are you getting a new scanner for the holidays? Did you already get one early or are you about to gift a scanner and you're afraid that this other person just isn't going to be able to use the radio? I've got a solution for you. It is my tutoring sessions. I'll spend up to an hour with you over the computer with screen sharing. I'll show you how to use your new radio, how to set it up, how to get things going so that you're just not opening up a radio in a box and trying to scratch your head and and getting it working. We will spend the time to go through it, how to get you set up. If it's definitely a radio like the Home Patrol database types like SDS 100 or 200, we'll open up Sentinel on your computer, start creating favorites lists and upload it to your scanner so that you are ready to go. Pricing is very, very affordable. Again, up to an hour, and you can grab us at scannerschool.com slash consulting. Now, finally, I want to thank our Patreon supporters. Without my Patreon supporters, Scanner School probably wouldn't be going where it is today because my monthly supporters help me get the podcast into your ears on a weekly basis. Now, again, I've said it before, it does cost almost $600 to get this podcast out monthly. Now, is Patreon paying $600 or or earning me? No, but we're getting close. So I want to thank the following Patreon supporters. Dan, Glenn Bryden, James Felling, M.T. Bono, Raymond Hill, Todd Glendie, Greg Harper, Guy Lee, Irvin Thibodeau, Jeff Block, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Ronnie Box, Sal Marandola, Scott Vorder, Signals Everywhere, and William Arcan for your continued support. And as a reminder, those at the $5 level get a very special squelchy sticker pack mailed to their door, as well as an exclusive live Q&A session or just review session that you can spend half an hour with me once a month over uh, over YouTube chat. And also, it takes about a buck a week to help support us on Patreon. Now, again, if you're not interested in supporting us via Patreon, we have some other ways that help us out. And these ways really do help us out. I mean, it's, it's, it is a great way to help us without it costing you any money. So the first way is to be buying something off of Scanner Master. You can go to scannerschool.com slash Scanner Master. If you're looking to buy something at Amazon, especially now during the holiday season, just go to scannerschool.com slash support. Again, our Scanner Master, Butel, and Amazon links are right there. And just by clicking on the Amazon link before you make your purchase, we will earn a small commission on that. And that really, really helps to keep us going during you know the year. So again, scannerschool.com slash support. Thank you so much in advance for your help. Okay, now on to the conclusion of Scanner School. Okay, so I like to think of this method as being offline because traditionally they were an offline medium. Magazines. Magazine subscriptions, unfortunately, are now digital because of the cost that is in place to get things printed in color and everything else. It's very hard to keep a magazine going unless you've got high numbers and subscriptions. I mean, even look at newspapers. I mean, newspapers are folding because they can't keep up anymore. A lot of the hobby magazines now have gone digital only. So two of my favorites that I read monthly are the Spectrum Monitor and National Communications Magazine. Now, we also had Chuck from National Communications Magazine on the podcast on session 94, and you can listen to him and his background and all about NatCom, scannerschool.com slash 94. So how is this an offline medium if it's a digital product? 
So what I've learned to do, because I cannot sit in front of a computer and read a magazine. It's just something I cannot do. I've tried it. doesn't work for me at all. To me, a computer is for web browsing or whatever else. I can't do magazines. I hate it with a passion. What I've discovered now, because I am a iPad user, I'm also fully vested now in, in Apple products, by the way, uh, iMacs, MacBook Pros, Apple Watch, <laughs> iPhone, and iPads. I just, I love the environment. I hate the fact there's nothing for radios on it. I'm able to actually download and click on the link for the magazine, save it to an app called Books, and then Books syncs that over to my iPad. And now I am able to sit down as if the iPad was an e-reader and flip through the pages of the magazine and leave bookmarks or dog ears or whatever else it is, just like I'm reading it, and I can swipe the page if I want to. Yes, it is not a piece of paper in my hand, which, again, I must just be old enough where I want paper magazines. It must be a generational thing. Everybody younger than me, I don't know how you do it, but I guess you're just used to it, so you don't understand the fact that I want to roll up a paper and hit somebody with it. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. But this is how I've worked around it. And it's worked very well for me. So if you're not on an Apple platform, I'm sure if you use an iPad, you can always click on the PDF when you get the link for, the, for it in your, uh, in your downloads. And the very top of the screen, when you're reading the PDF in Safari, whatever it is, a browser you're using, there's a little uh, box with an up icon. You can click on that and then you can add it to your books. Once you add it to your books, you can actually categorize it. So I've got all my NatCom magazines in a folder. I've got all my National Communications magazines in a folder. I have my CQ VHF, or is it just CQ now, magazines all in a folder. I even have some instruction manuals for some of the products I've purchased in a folder in books. So I found that to be very easy now for me to categorize and, and keep magazines on me. And again, if I don't want to read anymore, it's stored up in the cloud. So I can always download it again and free up space on my device. So for you Android users, you Kindle users, I am sure there's a way to read these magazines on your tablet as well. For me, I've just fallen in love with the Apple universe. I've drunk or drinking or digested the apple juice. And Mr. Phil from about two years ago would seriously want to have a conversation with me today on how much I have become an Apple addict. Not to go on to that tangent, but yeah, I have found it very easy and, and I, I just seem to be able to just want to buy the next thing that Apple comes out with. I, I get it now. I didn't get it before, but I definitely get it now and they've got my money. <laughs> All right. The next way that you can find things offline are radio clubs. So you may be fortunate enough to have a radio club in your local area. Many areas just do not have radio clubs. You may have amateur radio clubs because they seem to be multiples in, in areas. Like I think in my neck of the woods, there's, I don't know, half a dozen plus, maybe up to a dozen amateur radio clubs. And, you know, they may not talk scanners, but they may also have an interest in scanners because of ham radio and scanner radios kind of goes kind of go hand in hand. So clubs are good. We'll, we'll separate this half from amateur radio or GMRS or anything else, but clubs are good because you get to meet people, you get to interact with them, and sometimes it's even a show and tell. So we had uh, Marshall Sherard, Chir uh, I'm sorry, Marshall, for butchering up everything here, but we had Marshall on earlier in the podcast, and we had talked about with him back on section 17, actually, scannerschool.com slash session 17. 
On the benefits of a Scanner Radio Club. Now, again, in his club, they would meet once a month over dinner. They would have like a show and tell where somebody would bring in the latest radio that they just purchased. And they would share how they programmed it or limitations. It's a great way to bond with others in your area. But it's also a great way to find out really live information like, hey, how well does the BCD 325P2 actually work in our P2 environment? And everybody say, oh, don't worry about it. It works great. Go ahead and buy it. Save yourself some money. Don't don't double up and and, and buy the, the SDS 100. Or it could be the other way around and with people saying, look, I've tried the, the BCD 325. I tried the 996P2. I've tried the 436 and the 536. The only thing that works for me is an SDS 100 and an SDS 200. Don't even bother going for the cheaper stuff. You're going to regret it. Trust me on it. I've tried it. It just doesn't work where I live. And again, these are people who are in your neck of the woods. And these are real life hands-on examples. And you may even have somebody that comes in and says, hey, look, you know, I got a 325P2. Why don't I bring it in next month? We can put them side by side with, with so-and-so's SDS100. And you can see that the SDS100 will pick up every transmission and the 325P2 will be deaf. That's a great way of of learning and getting honest reviews is to find a local radio club. Now, where else can you find local clubs? If you can't find them or one that meets in person, you may find one on a radio net. So what is a net? A net is basically a scheduled gathering of radio operators. You may find them on GMRS. You may find them on amateur radio. Do you need to have a license to participate in the net? Not necessarily. Sometimes the net operators will say, if you are listening to us on a scanner, go ahead and email us your question at xyz at abc.com or something like that, right? Because they understand that people who are into scanning may not also be into their other hobby. Great. Scanning is listening, right? Not talking. So you may find a great opportunity there. Now, if you can't find any nets in your area, Reach out to a big club and say, hey, you know, I'm a scanner radio listener. I have a lot of questions about how scanning goes. Do you have any other members in your club that would be interested in a scanner radio net? I'd love it if you guys could entertain setting one up. I would love to participate in it. And it may actually allow me to support the club, even though I'm not an amateur radio operator. You may find out that they may think, oh, it's a great idea. We have a couple guys here. We know somebody in the club that would love to do that. Sometimes you have clubs that had had at one point a scanner radio club, and then they decide, or scanner radio net, it goes away. People lose interest in it. Maybe a decade later, it comes back. That's what happened over here to one mile clubs, that there was a scanner radio setup, a scanner radio net. Now, every other week, boom, they meet. Am I able to participate? Unfortunately, no, because I have another meeting at the same exact time, but it's always cool to know that those people are out there and they drum up some activity, which is really, really, really cool. All right. So before I go, I want to remind you that if you have any questions for me, ask them because I need them now in order to get the next Ask Scanner School going. Scannerschool.com slash ask is the best way to do it. If you email me, it probably will not go in until the February one. I have a lot of emailed questions. If you have a question you want answered right away, Definitely use our phone number or speak pipe to ask that question. Again, you can find that over at scannerschool.com slash ask. All right, so let's just quickly review what we talked about today. Use the radio reference wiki to find out the specs of the scanner. You can also use rig picks to grab some pictures and specs on your new radio purchase. Reddit has a police scanner subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash police scanner. Again, that's all one word. 
Use the Radio Reference forums to your advantage and feel free to ask questions there as well as look at reviews. Now, again, don't forget on Radio Reference, things are organized by manufacturer. So don't just jump into the general forum on Radio Reference. Make sure you scroll down a little bit and find manufacturer-specific forum to ask your question. It's the best place to do that one. YouTube is a great way of finding content and reviews. Just make sure that you realize that not all the best reviews have the best video quality. Facebook is also a great way to find some reviews. It's a great way to ask questions and find out. And again, don't forget, anybody with a keyboard can leave you feedback, okay? Personal blogs are an outstanding way of finding reviews because if the person feels so passionate about what it is they have, they will write about it, okay? So a personal blog is a great way of finding reviews. Now, again, use your favorite search engine. I use Google as an example because for me, that's just my go-to place. But if you're happier on Bing, then replace Google with Bing. And you go ahead and search for that review. Digital magazine subscriptions are great because the articles in there are made for people who are looking for information on scanners, okay? It's a gold mine. You're going to get your money's worth out of that. You'll find a couple of reviews per year in there. So again, check out the Spectrum Monitor and also National Communications Magazine. You may also find local Amateur Radio and GMR, GMRS Nets are a great sources of reviews and just general information. Now, you don't have to have a license to participate if you can email the net operators and ask your question that way, and they'll give it a go on the air. Finally, local clubs. Hopefully, you've got a club in your area, but most areas, I can pretty assure you, do not have clubs, though it's a shame, but it is a way of just things, right? You got to find enough people in a certain area that want to really meet, that can meet, et cetera, et cetera. So again, if you're fortunate enough to have a club, that's great. Again, if you have any questions for me, scannerschool.com slash ask. You can find the session notes online, scannerschool.com slash session 104. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. We will catch you all again next week. And this is Scanner School. We teach everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. 73 everyone.